We got C. Diculous on the Resolve Podcast. What's up, my man? What up, though? What up? You know, we've been friends for a very, very long time at this stage. 2008 was, uh, we're going on 16 years knowing each other. I was fresh out of school, uh, just a young pup when we met, and you were one of the most experienced guys in the game, or the most experienced guy in the game at that point. So, last change. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we went through a lot, ain't we? And, and interestingly, we've seen a whole lot of people come and go over that period. That's that's one thing that kind of boggles my mind is all the people that have come in, and there's a there's a number of people who are still in the game, um, operating at a high level, like doing what we do, and it's crazy all the people we've seen come and go. Some that we didn't mind <laughs> going, and some you know that obviously we miss. Yeah, but but think about it, boy. If we we look back sixteen years, how many people you think that came and went through 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 the two two companies we don't work for? You know, I, I try to think about that sometimes. Like, if you take all the manager and training type people, like the way I came in, I mean that's a that's a big number. It's got to be between a hundred and hundred fifty right there. And then we took all the guys that have come and go from the project teams that we've been a part of i mean probably easily like another 200 if we talk about sort of core people you know so that's like three to 350 people that have come and gone and uh gone their own ways some have retired which is crazy because when i first came into this industry fresh out fresh out of school and it's like I mean, what we do is crazy, you know, working in power plants and crazy outage schedules and long-ass shifts, long projects made up of a bunch of long shifts. Um, I was like, it just didn't seem like an industry necessarily that people retire from. And and I, we very much has been, like, professionalized in a lot of ways with a lot of the transitions we've been through. Um, with the core team that's still with us, but I mean, people have retired, people have left for other work, people have gotten in people trouble. Came back. <laughs> yeah, people have come back. So, and some of yeah. that being that now I live overseas, like I don't, I don't even, I'm not even aware of some things like that. It'd be crazy in this industry. I mean, I think it's over. I think it's well over couple thousand because I'm kind of all the, the non-core people too. You know what I'm saying? Like them texts that came for one busy season when we hired 80 new people and at the end of the season 78 of them gone. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know, we doing that what, twice a year? Say, man, it, we, we ran to a lot of people, man. People be seeing me like, I see so many people I don't remember, I don't know. Like, man, you work for Amstar? Like, yeah. Man, I worked with you then back in uh, 2018. Uh, I don't remember you, man. There was a bunch of us. Yeah. Man. I worked there about a month. <laughs> Dude, some, so, so many crazy stories. Like thousands of crazy stories, too. I mean, that's a fair point. One, one of my funniest is when we were working in, uh, in Central Texas. 
you, me, and about 15 brand new people. And, uh, man, that was a crazy circus. Yeah, yeah. And a lot of those, I think, were people who had moved to Houston from uh, Louisiana around the time of Katrina. And, and some of them were very uh, strong influence of the Louisiana, New Orleans type culture on them. I remember specifically we're driving by this like retention pond at the power station. And this guy's like, boy, I bet there's some good old catfish in that hole. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I was like, I mean, I, I'm like, there's an alien in my car, dude. Like, what is this guy talking about? <laughs> yeah, man. See, look at that. that. You got that. And that was just from Louisiana, Texas. Now, IGS, this is like people from all over the place. Yeah. You got them. Yeah. Oh, see, more crazy. Europe, you're talking Africa, about that girl where Asia, all the people US. quit on us? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, mm-hmm. well, there was that. There was, I think that one was maybe in fourteen, and then in fifteen, there was a whole nother because we were mending together two teams with our our like legacy team from where we came from, and then the new team, and blending those two teams, and that was a whole nother set of challenges. But but the, this one was in two thousand fourteen, where where it was you and me and all brand new people, and you and me knew like everything about what we do and these people knew nothing about what we do (laughs) and so it wasn't like there was anything in between like nobody you could delegate to it was just it was just we were trying to figure out and we were used to working with experienced teams and now now it's like we would try to this was my strategy I would try to get something started like get somebody like okay pull up this hose start putting it in the hole and then I'll go in the hole and start receiving the hose. And I'm like, all right, you see what I'm doing? Do this. And I go up a yeah. couple of scaffold <laughs> levels and I start pulling it up and I'm like, you see what I'm doing? Just keep doing this. Oh man. That was hectic. Yeah. That was a good, good old day. We had to check one year too. Maybe first year. Ooh. Yeah. 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 Oh man. You want to hear a funny story that <laughs> I remember from back then. So I used to, to, to chew that chewing tobacco, the dip, right? And I remember I would always, I would pull out a can in the boiler and I put in a big dip. And um, like a lot of those guys smoked cigarettes. And so I, I remember one day we were up there, we're doing an inspection. You know, it was just like uh, one of those points where it's, it's a lot. You know, we got a lot of work ahead of us. So I was like, all right, hang on. I'm going to take you all through this, but let me, let me put in a dip. And so I put one in and then I shook up the can and I handed it over to one of the guys. I'm like, you want some of that? And he's like, yeah, yeah. And he takes a big old wad and he puts it in his mouth. And, and you probably know, like, I'm sure I've gotten you to dip before. Like it can make you sick the first time because the amount of nicotine in it is just like overwhelming. So one of these guys puts a big fat wad in his mouth. And I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. Like, cause it was a joke. I was just like joking around and I figured he'd be like, no, 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 no. But he puts in a big dip, and I'm like, oh, my God. I'm like, hey, man, do you know what that is? He's like, yeah, 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 it's chewing gum. I'm like, no, 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 spit it out. Spit it out. You got to get out. Because I'm like, man, these guys have come from Europe. They barely speak English. They're going to say that me as a project manager, like, gave them something that made them just virally sick, and he's throwing up all over the scaffold. It's going to be chaos, you know? (laughs) And I 
I'm like, you gotta get you that out of your mouth. For that. <laughs> Man. Uh, shit. You know, one of the things I like that was crazy to me starting out, and you'll have to speak on this a little bit, is uh is like I knew nothing I had zero appreciation of like Texas and Houston pride until I met you, a good friend of ours, Sticky Fingers, MF Moorhead. And and y'all yeah. y'all taught me about Texas Pride. Yeah, see, I don't know where it comes from, but everybody got it. You know, cute now. Everybody brutus now. They love a we love a time. I don't know. It's just it was made us. So yeah, that that's part of being a Texan, really, for real. Ain't got no pride. You gonna take your ass on, you know. To, uh, where you from? North Carolina. Go to North Carolina. Go out there. <laughs> <laughs> what was funny at that stage, I had grown up like on the coast, on the beach, and so I, I loved that. And then I went to college in the mountains, so I loved that. And then I came to the big city, and I was like, and of course, we're even in, in the suburbs. Um, but but you're tied into it all, you know, Metro Houston. And, and I was like, oh, man, like this is crazy. I don't know if I'm for living in the city. And then everybody's like, man, this is the best place on the earth. Houston, motherfucking Texas. And uh, Texas, Texas, Texas. <laughs> I, I'm a Texan through and through. And I'm like, what? Like, it's kind of crazy. You know, it's like, uh, it's like, it's definitely an adjustment. But then as you live there, like, I adopted that own pride in Texas. And Texas is like the coolest place on the planet, man. Hey. So we got like it's a big gumbo bowl of gumbo. You got every little flavor you want. You're looking for right here, and we got the southern hospitality. So you know what I'm saying, like, but but I don't understand how can people like come live here, then move off like to Asia. Where you at? Yeah, you at? Asia. What 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 Hank went to Virginia? Like, how you do that? I don't think I can leave here. Man, I get that. Know. I get that. I've been towed around by like career opportunities, I guess. Even that's how I got to Texas, right? So I think on one hand, it's like home will always be home. So the East Coast, it was nice to go back to the East Coast when I went to Richmond. And obviously it was like a different career opportunity for me. And we, we were like bringing two teams together. So it, it was helpful to have somebody who's like, oh, understands uh, the one team and blah, blah, blah to like be at the HQ. But yeah, I mean, it's hard to leave. Te like I still miss Texas and we've still been back a number of times, not as much as I probably like, but even like having lived in all these different places, even different countries, I mean Texas is is so cool, and Houston specifically, I think Houston is, is cooler in in so many ways. I'm sure that you would have an even stronger opinion on this, but than like other places in Texas. But oh yeah, H time number one spot in Texas, man. Let that be known. <laughs> really, really, you might as well say in America. In America, what city? What city really giving it light like H-Town here right now? The weather always warm. Now you come right now, 
Don't you get on get ready to sweat. Don't come out here think you ain't gonna sweat. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Man. He's different, you know. No, no the first hey, that, that I'll let he builds character. Oh, I agree with that. But and and then character is so true. Like there's so much uh I don't know. There's like this culture. There's like this swagger, you know. There's a Texas swagger, but then there's also a Houston swagger. This maybe just like uh, amplifies the Texas swagger, but there's just so much you could do. Like there's so many pro sports teams. The food is ridiculous. Like once you figure out how to navigate the highways, it's efficient to move around. I've always been shocked how you can get anything you want, in my opinion, like same day in texas like you can expedite anything you know if you're like oh we need this specialty like motor or something like we dealt with automation machines you'd be like hey man we need one of these do y'all have one of these okay and you call around a few businesses and they're like yeah we got it and you're like well i need it in like an hour and like you can make that happen in texas because like business is just so healthy and there's so many supporting businesses and all that shit yeah, I can dig it. But you know what? Now I'm gonna be real with you, man. It's like a, a whole, whole lot of people moving down here, man. It's everything packed. Now everything just too busy. Everything. So navigating is is a whole lot more complicated. And everywhere you go is construction now. Traffic super bad. Yeah, I used yeah. to try to stay away from 290 and 45, like with a 10 foot pole. But like Beltway, yeah. 249, 610, you know, like, try, yeah. I I just felt like 290 was always bad and 45 was always, like, real dangerous. But. 45, and that's where I live out. I know. Right now, I'm off of 45. Yeah. Yeah, I've worked that freeway at all costs. <laughs> it don't matter what time of day, what day. It could be a Sunday night at 10 o'clock, bro. Yeah, you make a wrong turn on 45, you stuck for two or three hours, for real. Has Northwest Houston grown a lot? Pretty well grown. Pretty well grown. Really? Yeah, listen, like, I, I meet a lot of new people. Everybody I meet be like, yeah, I'm from Chicago. I'm from Ohio. I'm from Detroit. Like, everybody I meet, I don't really hardly meet a lot of Houstonians no more. That's wild. Wait for one big hurricane, and then I'll do some cleansing. Not that I want that to happen. A lot of cost of living going up. It ain't, so it ain't really like, it ain't like it used to be. It's it's like a new Houston. They call it new Houston. Ooh, I'm sure you don't love that. You know, I got to take it like a fish take the water, shit. Yeah, what it is. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, what's like the only certainty is that there will be change. <laughs> the only certainty is uncertainty. Yeah, but I don't know. Yeah, you, you make a good point. Is It's hard It's hard to, to leave Texas. such a unique place. And once you figure out how to operate, there's just so much that's available to you. And and there's there's not many places like that that still are like cool, you know. Everybody complains about L.A. with the politics and other places with politics. I mean, Texas 
is is the coolest, most richest culture, like most interesting people with a lot of confidence. It's kind of crazy yeah. to me how it's like an unwritten rule that you can drink beer in the car while you're stuck in traffic. Yeah, a whole lot of rules have changed too. Man, you know what though, Bob? Everything is high as fuck now. Expensive, man. Bro, I took my I took my T Jones out to uh, dinner last night, and uh, it was just me and her. Uh-huh. Man, my bill was three hundred eleven dollars. <laughs> Were y'all having hurricanes? We had we had two drinks apiece. Oh my god! And hundred fifty dollars a person. Would you uh what what place were you at? Somewhere I know? Yeah, I don't think so. It's a new little spot downtown, uh called the Bungalow. Okay. Yeah, it was nice, but god damn. You know what I'm saying? Like she I'm taking my mama out to dinner, so really I'm I'm thinking like, damn mama, you you know, usually I spend this kind of money on somebody, mama. <laughs> you know, I'll be looking for something on the back end. I just like drive three hundred go. yeah (laughs) man i know what you mean yeah but shit i mean that's that's really how it is now everything costs a lot of money so it ain't no reason really trip about it and i feel like it's been all over the u.s but like where i live in north carolina they say a lot of people are moving from the north down, like from New York, Connecticut, Boston, Jersey, and moving south. But a lot of them are moving to the coast. And so they, it's very similar what you described with where we're from in North Carolina. You still need to come and visit North Carolina. Yeah, man. I like North Carolina. I like... uh. Every time we go on a job, shit, I always enjoy myself there. What What are some of the coolest uh, war stories and stuff that you remember from back in the day? Like like some stuff that really just left that tattoo on us as people. Uh, I think my my early experiences in Kazakhstan. Yeah. Crazy. Those that even crazy. those even predated me because I think you were going a lot yeah. like around two thousand six two thousand eight, and I met you in two thousand eight. Yeah, so I started right two thousand six. Yeah, so them two years before you got there, I want to say one of them years West West me and West met that year, but uh, yeah, college stay crazy man. The equipment wasn't working good. It was hot as fuck out there. I'm talking about it. Texas hot, but this shit crazy hot. You know what I'm saying? And uh, and I really I ain't really know exactly what I was doing. I was just getting good, but man, the food sucked. Everything was nasty there. I was like, man, where the fuck I been, man? Mind you, right? Mind you, I had already did some time, so this shit was like worse than a penitentiary. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so see, hey, man, look here. You know, you know me, but I don't like quitting, man. I I, I call Peter. I like hey, Peter, man. Get me up out of here. I'm quitting. Oh, the dude that was working with me the first year, he 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 acted like he couldn't shave because uh, you know they 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 outlet blew out his his uh, razor. 
Uh-huh. He, he couldn't use a regular razor, so so he didn't shave. But I, I, and me and Young Doug, we doing everything. It was just like us three out there. Maybe maybe two more Tino and somebody else, but man, that was crazy. We we were spraying up under the flat vessel. I like man, look, I'm finna die. I'm about <laughs> to die. Here. I, you know what? Now nah, I'm not finna die for this. <laughs> man, and look how yeah. look how much it's like that was over 15 years ago, and you're still you you you've never been gone. Man, you and I ain't. That was like my first little experience with international countries too. Oh really, man? That's a bath by yeah. fire, yeah. So after that, it wasn't no way but up. See, the next place I went international, uh, it's way better than Kazakhstan. Let's do it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I want to say my, I think it was my first ever international trip was the one where we were in Czech Republic. You, me, Chriswell, and Jay. Yeah. Yeah, I remember they fell through that uh through that scaffold. Oh they got that top over. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I fell through first and I and well no no no. Maybe they fell through first and we were like, Okay, we think we got it under control and then we, we all were in there and then I fell through and I was like, That's it. Yeah. <laughs> Man. Yeah. You remember we filmed that video? That that was I feel like one of the first really cool times where somebody captured what we do, and because it's just so difficult with the sandblasting and and the heat and the darkness and all that. But there was that yeah. whole video. Yeah, I remember that we had the camera crew in the hole in the bar. Yeah. And that dude came right back out, and then he designed, like, this trash bag and, like, plastic lens uh, contraption to protect his camera, like a GoPro cover made, handmade. <laughs> yeah. that, that, that would lie. Well, so what would be one of your best international trips, you think? Oh. It's hard to say for me. Um... I don't know there's been so many like australia i think was cool um that was a cool trip you know what was interesting to me i'm talking about that europe one is well it's always all the like team stuff you know like the work stuff is one thing and there's probably a range right like you have really uh, difficult, challenging projects, but then you have less, but they're all challenging. But in Europe, like we would, I think we were working night shift all together at first and we'd wake up, we'd, we'd have their, the, the little different food. We were staying in this little village and like a cottage type hotel. Um, it, it was nice enough where we were working. It was like, it was okay. It was real different. And there was only four of us. So it was like, we were like a special ops team, you know, like we, we just go over there, figure it out. It was real important that that job went well. Cause it was, it was the pilot project for expanding the business into Europe. So everything had to be done them, perfect. Uh, at the hotel, we get back too late. They, they were giving us them warm ass bills. Well, 
I remember, I feel like we went to the gas station and we picked up a bunch and either they were real cheap, like they were that uh, Pilsner Urkel, that was their beer. Yeah. But what was what was funny to me was that the Europe, European guys, like they like drinking beer so much that even when we were about to go to work, they would drink non-alcoholic beer just so they could still be consuming beer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was probably the first time I'd seen like uh, a young person drink non-alcoholic. Maybe even the first time, period. I'd seen somebody drink non-alcoholic beer, but that—that's how much they love their beer. They don't care if it's warm or cold. See me, I ain't really a big fan of warm beer. But yeah, yeah, that was that was hectic. Well, I like think it, one of my be- my favorite jobs. Yeah, what yeah, is it? Gotta be, gotta be, it gotta be Thailand, man. But I, I, yeah, and I had, a, I had a real good job in, um, in Japan too. I, I like Japan. Every time I go over there, me and Hank went one time, and it was crazy. That was my first time in Japan. Man, Japan loves you too. I think yeah, they won't bring me back. I mean, your personality is like perfect for that. Like. Take charge, be loud, be interesting, keep it fun. Like that's they're they're used to things like going to plan and being how they expect. I I I don't we've never been in Asia together, but I would love to see the reaction of Asia to, to your personality. After a while I started off letting you know. She be going slow, you know. I don't like slow, so I'm like, hey man, come on, this is what we're gonna do. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go. Man. Real. Man, Japan down there, I remember being up there in Sapporo, it's like negative six degrees outside. We got to stand outside doing a, a meeting that I don't understand. Nothing they saying. Oh man, that was brutal. You know what's funny is like you've been independent to Japan and work with their team. I've been independent to Japan, work with their team. Like we obviously we both we're similar in that in that respect and too like keeping it interesting. Um yeah, they they go on and on about about you. Like you're you like you're 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 legendary all over the world as as we know, but definitely in Japan too. <laughs> Man, I had them little, hey, for real. My little Indonesia, I had them standing on each other's back, spraying them. Come on, just stay right there. Stand on his back. You hold him up, make sure he don't fall. Man. <laughs> I know. I got I know some crazy pictures. This crush time, we like spraying some uh, evaps. Yeah? Yeah. Like one guy sitting on and another it's like guy's we shoulders. Was- Man, I had like three guns on one evap. One was on the back, two was on the first one side. And in the picture, I, I stepped back and took a picture. Like six little Indonesians, they all working home, sweating. <laughs> hey, heaven my grab We won't turn the gun off. You know what I'm saying? Hey, because I, I just had to do some shit like that at, at that last job we had. Oh, yeah? Like, yeah. Just like so it got crazy. It we still. We started pressing for time. We called in like four more people. We had like everybody, every gun had a, a blaster, a head. 
We went to split lunches and had handover. And like right after that first shift, we made up so much uh, percentage that uh, my boss man said, <laughs> you know, like he didn't really believe me. You know what I'm saying? He like, ah, that ain't doable. I'm like, see, you'll be surprised. The guns don't never turn off. All the reason they turn off is to change why. <laughs> that that reminds me of uh, that other job. I don't even have any recollection of where we are, but this was early days. Like me and a bunch of other guys, we, we like James Jerry, like college athlete, Michael Moorhead, complete wild man, hardest worker, like and and real competitive. And then you and some other guys, and there was a big thing around like let's create some competition between the guys and like we we would bring in supplies and like store them by our our machine and then we like we'd be sneaking around stealing wire from each other trying to keep our gun running longer than the other to get more production i think that that had to be the highest production that that i had experienced like we were getting 50 percent more production than than was than was like great you know, if great was a hundred square feet um, in a shift in a twelve-hour shift, we we got up. You you hit like over one fifty one day. Then I think I beat you, and and you know we were talking shit. And then for the rest of the project, like you just you just crushed. You were in like one fifty one sixty, and I I was a, a flash in the pan. That was that uh, Canada. Hmm. Could have been. Might have been. It sounds like Canada, being that we had all guys who like could travel, like had clean clean backgrounds and shit. And that was like one of the crazy Canada jobs. I remember that shit. Man. I remember that. <laughs> The, those were those were interesting times. It feels like I just can't place, you know, a lot of times, like you have like a photographic memory and, and two for conversation. And I think in a way I can do that with conversation, but I, I don't know. But usually I can remember where we were working based on who was there, maybe a couple aspects of the situation, maybe like w- thinking back to who was there and then where we hung out after the shift. Then I'd be like, oh, like I remember that one time we stayed in uh, that small town and we were on standby for like a lot. And we would have wrestling matches and the hotel had that big restaurant that was Prince George. Prince George, British Columbia. See, that's that's how it works for me is is I can be like, I remember after the shift, we would go to the to the like restaurant and bar. I remember walking in and Mike Moorhead didn't just order like a pint of beer. He ordered a pitcher of beer and it's like, Oh Mike, cool. You got beer for all of us. It's already ready. He's like, this is my beer boys. Yeah. Hey, that might've been that other Canada job. They had a, uh, a little club on the end of the room, right? Yeah. 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 That was that other Canada job. But Prince George, we had a whole bunch of standby days too. That's where like everybody was squabbling and wrestling. And Undertaker uh, got threw old girl purse on the roof. <laughs> <laughs> didn't, 
she she stole she stole his flip flop, and that's why the purse yeah. got thrown on the roof. Yeah, I think she slapped the shit out of him too. <laughs> Man, the wrestling was crazy. Like like uh, Juan Ramos, rest in peace. I remember he he would take that shit seriously. Like he, we we would get into a wrestling match, and and it was like yeah. his life depended on it. Like he he was right. he was gonna to wrestle death. to the right. death. I remember he had Pat Oliver. I walked out of my room one day, and uh, Pat Oliver was the MMA fighter. So I seen him touching, and I just thought, damn, Pat got him in a weird move. But I looked, up, looked closer. Ron Ramos was choking the shit out of Pat. Pat <laughs> tongue sticking out of his mouth. He was like, ah, ah. And I was like, damn, what? Your MMA <laughs> deactivated, man, with Ron Ramos. <laughs> man, he had a lot of energy, man. He was he was an impressive dude, man. But uh like I, another another one that that makes me think of oh man. Wait a minute. I just lost my train of thought. Uh we were in Athabasca wrestling. Hmm. Now, what about what about that one man you was at uh we was in Mobile. Ooh. We had just finished the job. So that, we stayed up all night drinking. So that one, well, was it? I feel like we got off at like 3 or 4 a.m. And then we hit the bar or maybe something like that. And then we hit the bar, just you and me, and we're like playing pool, hanging out with a bunch of local people in a totally local spot, right? And with people, not young people, but like we were drinking. Nah, drinking, that wasn't it. Wasn't that? No, because I remember I got in the car with Wes, and, like, he, he was like, man, you got to stay awake. Early. You got to stay awake. You're my co-driver. Like, you, you got to keep me awake and talk to me. And I was like, Wes, ugh, I, I'm in bad condition right now. This is what happened. We, we got off. We all was drinking. We all had got some drinks and liquor and beer. We were drinking. I left the room, me, you, Wes, and a couple more people. We drunk everything up. Yeah, it was like six, seven in the morning. Me and you were still up. We were like, shit, let's you found a bar we could go to. Say, man, it says it's open. Fuck it, let's go. Me and you went up in there, <laughs> got us some more drinks. We started shooting pool. All of a sudden, here come a whole bunch of motherfuckers covered up in there. <laughs> and we were like, hey man, they <laughs> they they steady looking over here, bud. I said, bud, we're gonna have to fight our way up out this motherfucker. You like, fuck it, let's do it. First one come up here, I'm a headbutt the shit out of it. I like, damn. I looked at your head. I said, yeah, you got a big ass head. After you do that, I'm, I'm swinging this pool stick. We're going we gonna to have to fight till we get up. Hey, I remember that. I thought we were going to have to fight out. Like, they kept on looking over their head. <laughs> Man. Yeah, I've been in a number of those situations, but I can't believe that it's not ended up like that more often. Like, you're, you remember Cold Strip. Yeah. That had to be one of the most raw. Like that that was the that was one of the first places I'd ever been that you could like gamble in a small town in the US. So y'all were all late. Mike obviously wanted to go to the bar like pretty uh as soon as we arrived at the hotel. So we went and then he sat at the bar and made a bunch of friends and 
I played uh, poker, and I won, like, I think, like, $170 playing poker. And then I was like, all right, I'm out. And these dudes were like, no, that ain't how it works. And I was like, that's how it works today. And so I brought the money, and by that time, like, y'all were walking in, like, with our whole gang, you know, like, there was probably 10 people with you. And everybody's everybody knows we're we're about to we're gonna do some team building today. Let's put it that way. And so I remember I threw down the hundred seventy dollars that I had won. And I was like, "All right, this is for everybody. Let's get some drinks." And man, things spiraled out of not out of control, but <laughs> things got really interesting. Like I think you you it got real for real. Yeah. Oh my yeah. goodness. But you grab the dude on top of his head, like, hey, get out of here, buddy. Oh, yeah, because because oh. Mike Mike made a comment, and then this dude started to react, and I was like paying close attention because I knew that Mike was gonna say something to get this dude to like hit him. And so, as soon as he stood up, I sat him back down in his chair with like by grabbing his head. <laughs> and I feel like everybody at that point was like. Uh, you know, they, everybody else was watching me. Like, what am I gonna do? <laughs> and so then, then we were asked to leave. But I remember I just went outside, walked around the building, walked right back inside, and was like, "Okay, I'm back. I'm I'm a new guy who has not been kicked out of the bar." <laughs> hey, so look after that shit. The dude he come he came up to me. You remember he was black. It wasn't a lot of black people in that town. I remember. So look, he came up to me because we all came in and he was trying to explain to me. I like, hey man, I'm with them though. They were, we together. So <laughs> hey, you know, I remember somebody had uh took his gal from him and fucked his gal that night. <laughs> I remember one of my boys. I won't say no names though. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I think that's where it started. Is is you were talking to her. And and he was getting jealous, and and then Mike obviously said what hey, he man, said. Hey man, hey 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 man, hey one of my partners. Goddamn, Bob. Yeah. <laughs> well, I just said you were talking. Yeah, we were talking to him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But then after all that, like you'd have thought that was enough. But after all that, we went to the um, hotel and and had an underwater swimming competition. And I remember one of the guys said, oh, there's no way that you can swim like four or five lengths underwater to me. And I, I did it. And I remember coming up out of the pool and you were like, man, you did it, but your face is blue. Like you, you used every bit of air that you had. I can't believe you did that shit. That was crazy. I want to say it was to win. It was to win like $50. You know, that, that was quite a risk. For oh, you definitely was. Bro, you you ready to die for this shit, huh? <laughs> <laughs> hey, all this shit was in one night, man. But what's so epic is the team that we built through all this. And the the Coles trip one was pretty crazy. Riney and I had gotten there earlier than everybody. Were you on that one? Yep. All right. So and it was Halloween, and Riney wanted to watch a a rugby game in the truck. At like 11 in the morning. And so we had already been there since like 7 in the morning. And so we start watching rugby. And then as soon as rugby's over, it's like, well, what are we going to do now? The crew's not arriving until like 4 or 5 p.m. So then we go up and we find a local bar. 
and we're sitting in there hanging out, and they're like, we're having a Halloween party tonight. We're like, well, we got about 15 friends about to show up. And so we party, 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 and here's another one that got crazy. James Jerry picked up this dude's can of chewing tobacco in the bar, and and this guy was like, why are you touching my shit? And I think James Jerry was just like playing around or something, right? And And I remember, of course, I had to get myself involved, and I was like, um, you know, back off or whatever. And then all these dudes encircled me. And I, I, you know, I don't even, let's say my memory isn't 100% clear on this instance, but, uh, Pat, Pat Oliver said, I stuck my hand between two guys and like gave him the finger wave. Like I need you. And he said, <laughs> he said, all right. Uh, that this was what I said. Apparently he said, all right. I'm willing to, to leave here, but none of these motherfuckers better touch me. <laughs> and Pat, everybody looked over at Pat, and he's like, hey, man, you heard the man. And and I just walked out scot-free. Like, probably should have got my ass kicked. Yeah. They, 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 they had a lot of problems. We was always real deep, though, so. <laughs> yeah, that probably saved us in so many instances. Right. And none of none of us were little tiny like uh, submissive personality people either. Everybody's like big, big personality Texas folks. <laughs> but the the bond, yeah. the bond formed by like the the competitiveness in the field, and then like the the just brotherhood uh, of going out and celebrating like a job well done and talking shit about competition and traveling together. Oh my goodness. We, one of the fun- You know we still do that, bro. I know, man. Really I mean, like, I hear like I on, am on over a weekly Asia. basis. <laughs> yeah. We still do that shit like I'm talking about like with with all Amstar crew, Brandon and Brutus and Q, Lil Junior Irvin, Young Dunn, we we always link up. Uh and that's really be the thing we be talking about. In Houston? Yep. Man. At one point, we were linking up like every uh, Wednesday. Well, didn't y'all used to uh, link up? Well, I mean, I don't know if y'all ever kept going to that little spot that was right outside of where the business was. You know what I'm talking about on... Uh, oh, we? the store. Yeah, yeah. We all used to sit out there in yeah. the parking lot and like somebody would go in and buy a six pack. We'd all hang out, talk, drink. Yeah. Then somebody else a goes in. Pack. <laughs> oh, wow. I mean, there was multiple visits to the store to refill. That's another cool yeah. thing about Texas. I don't feel like you see that many places where you just got a little picnic table outside and you can go in there and buy as many 12 packs and sit in the store and just drink like 4 million beers. <laughs> <laughs> that long as you want, man. That's that's a Texas <laughs> thing, man. I swear. But what? So you yeah, see, we, you you see all those guys still? Oh yeah, man. yeah, 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 yeah. That's the original family. Hey, you know what else? Uh, O'Reed just had a birthday. He had a party out there in Galveston. Uh-huh. So me, Auto, me, Foreman, Auto, and uh, Q, we rode out there. Kicked the winner. He turned 30, I think. 30? Nah. No, nah, he's got to be a little older than that. Yeah, 35. Probably. 35. He turned 35. Yeah. Yeah, so he he was, he was happy about that. And Reed's still crazy, man. 
<laughs> well, <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know, Reed, because now he's a little way more professional, but he's still, you know, it's kind of hard for me to take Reed. You know what I'm saying? Like, serious like that. Well, that's <laughs> that's what's crazy is, is, like, we've all seen each other at so many different parts of life at this stage. Like, man, when when... I graduated school and then he graduated school like and and came out to come start working with everybody like we're just full of piss and vinegar and craziness you know and and like yeah there's a whole culture of, of work and of you know like there there's sort of like a hierarchy of personnel you know you're the OG yep Yep, still up in this motherfucker. Uh, you know, I, I still be kicking it with uh Rusty too, man. Rusty, we we kind of link up maybe two, three times a year. Yeah, whenever he around or else. Yeah. Yeah, I just so me we got and... like a weird weird relationship, but we always link up. You be like, hey boss, I'm coming to I'm coming to Houston tomorrow, man. Uh, I'll be there for a few hours. You want to link up? Yeah, yeah, Rusty. <laughs> we get <fun. laughs> So me and him talk a lot, and like uh. When he went through a divorce around 2014, we started talking, like, every day on the phone. Just, like, working through personal issues. He had moved to Kentucky at that stage from Houston. And then, like, we, we've carried that on for a long time. It's become more – it's always hard for me with the time schedule to, like, really keep up with people as good as I would like to. But he – um. Yeah, he's always been a good... He was even a friend of mine in college. <clears throat> and... But he tells me... Like, I saw... I saw Donald one of the times... I feel like it's got to be years ago now. Maybe it was 2020. Me and Donald drank a bunch of beers. Told stories. Laughs. All that. In Houston. And I think we must have called Jess. And talked to him for a while. But, but then... Jess was like, "Man, I gotta make it down there," and he's he tells me when he comes and sees y'all. Oh yeah, yeah. He he he, he gonna keep it real every time. Oh, oh Rusty gonna hit me. You're in town. Like sometimes I don't even be in town, but shit, every time he come, he gonna hit me. You gotta go to Florida and see him now. Yeah, you know Rusty be wild, so yeah, <laughs> yeah, I need to go. <laughs> <laughs> but Reed Reed lives in Houston now, yeah. Nah, man. Reed like Austin Powers, man. He's an international man of mystery. Reed living everywhere right now. He said he was trying to, I think he's trying to settle down in, uh, uh, Center, Texas right now. I don't even know where that is. San August, it's like, uh, Nacogdoches, a little maybe east of Nacogdoches. And Nacogdoches is northeast of Houston, right? Yeah, that's East Texas. What in the world? But he's is he st- he's still in real estate like property management, right? Yeah, so I guess he could uh, he could work from anywhere, and I think uh, his wife people somewhere from out there, so they had help with the children. Oh yeah, and he he's got three now. Two, two, I think. Yeah, he I, I try to keep up with him too. Like we'll we'll just miss each other, right? Like he'll he'll try and contact me, and I'll be real busy, and then I'll hit him up, and he's busy. It's because he's been through job changes, and moving everywhere. 
busy with kids. But yeah, so I think he just goes like month to month, like he get Airbnbs for money. He he was like in El Salvador. He was in Canada. Oh, he in Florida. That's what I'm saying, man. <laughs> he Austin Powers, man, the international man of mystery. We don't know what Reed doing, what he doing it for, but shit, he living a life. Man, that's how I feel sometimes. I live he, in Philadelphia. He's keeping the family with him too, so. Yeah? Yeah. Jeez. Is he it... was living in Ohio for a month. He, he... I guess he just like sampling all these places trying to see where he's going to settle down. Because I can't really see him settling down in fucking center Texas. Like, you ain't even in the city. How you go from El Salvador to center? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Well, he's, too, he's like a busy person, you know? Like, he wants to be out in the mix. He wants to go to the gym. He, he needs to be stimulated work-wise. Like, yeah, being in a smaller area for him, I don't know if I see it. But you, but you and him drifted apart, and then and then came back together. Yeah, yeah. I'm glad to hear that. I guess. But could you imagine in in 2008 when we met that everything would have played out like it has? Yeah, man. Nah. It's different. It's been a whole bunch of yeah. See, I guess the job like changed you too. You can't can't really been the same young wild and dude now. I'm talking about trying to run jobs and shit, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's true. That in that like early on, that was that was like a growth period for me. Like, I don't know. And then now, so like different challenges, new challenges, living different places, having to be like locked in, developing a new market. Was, Are you learning the language, man? Um, no, uh, like no, you're not at all. As much Tell as, the truth, man. as no, as much as you do by just like being in it, right? So you pick up a word here, a word there. I don't. Well, so we, I tried to hire somebody the other day to come in and like tutor us because they say that the Indonesian language isn't that hard to learn. I've always been a little bit holding back on learning a local language because in, in my mind, I'm like, well, they only speak Indonesian in Indonesia. So in my mind, if I'm going to commit a bunch of time to learning a local language, I'm like, um, it'd be nice if it was like usable everywhere else that that I envision living like going forward in life like for instance Spanish obviously that's got tons of applicability like what in Europe in parts of Europe in Central South America definitely in Texas in the U.S. period like learning Spanish would be a wise investment right but um is I, I so I've been torn on like really committing the time to learn uh, another language. But we tried to hire a tutor and then it just kind of like fell through. So I was like, let me download an app and try to learn the language. It is, I don't know. Maybe, maybe if you just spend all this time in this app, but. <laughs> but I think, I think, uh, I think like it's, it's worthwhile. 
here, and they say that it's not that difficult of a language to learn. So I I could see myself trying to do it. The thing in Philippines, like I learned some Spanish in college, and then obviously when we were going to Puerto Rico twice a year, every year for 10 years, like I was able to use some of the Spanish, and then the Filipino language is influenced by Spanish a lot. So there were things that I could pick up because I had a, a basic knowledge of the Spanish language. So, yeah, that, that, that was helpful. Uh, you've been over there a while, man. Yeah, but it's, a, it's like a different language in every country, right? So, yeah, so you stand, you stand in Bali, right? Mm-hmm. I've been to Bali. I was over at Kuta Beach. Oh, yeah. When did you go there? And I went there uh, a couple of years ago, a few years back. Did you Matter of fact, you know what? We had a job. We had a job in Indonesia. That was after uh, that uh, Celebon? Yeah, yeah. That would have been around 2019. That's when you went to Bali? After that job, I went over there for a few days. You just went by yourself? Yep. I went by myself. I went by myself, but you know, I went by myself. And Kuda is a hip area. A lot of people over there. Yeah, they like me over there at (laughs) Kuda. Yeah, yeah. So I I live like um, the east side. And Kuda is more near the airport. And so I'm like on the east coast. It's more family-ish, like less crazy party. But, I mean, it's not it's not far from anything like surfing beaches and volcanoes and the crazy Cuda area and like all that. So what about you stay by the swing? The swing? Yeah. Up in the mountains and shit. Oh, no, no. No, we're on the coast. We're just in like a quieter I mean, it's not quiet, right? It's still touristy. It's you still there's there's bars and and clubs and stuff like that, but it's it's not as young and trendy, so it's not as crazy as some of the other places. Because obviously we got the kids um, here, so needed to have like good international school around. Needed to. Be, like, I need to go back and forth to the airport so it couldn't be in a place that was too crazy. Otherwise, like, traffic can really be disruptive in Asia. How long did it take you to get to, to Kuda Beach from where you're at? Uh, probably like 35 minutes, 30 minutes, something like that. But okay. but it's all a traffic thing. It's like Houston, you know, like it might be five to ten miles, but it might take you forty five minutes. Yeah, you ain't got no scooter. Oh yeah, absolutely. Man, I ride I ride a scooter. That's like that's my main method of transportation is riding a scooter. Bob, you need a Harley, man. You put a lot of stress on that scooter. <laughs> I, uh, man, I've had a couple of close calls on the scooter, like, I, but it's nice, it's convenient, like, you park anywhere in the traffic, you go to the front of the line, like, all the, it's, it's efficient, and it's, it's, um, 
it's nice. It's like casual. I like being on two wheels. Like I got a motorcycle in the U.S. too. What you got? Uh, Triumph. Okay. Didn't you have a motorcycle at one point? It was at a small point. Oh, that, that was... Hat. I ride that bitch that day. I went to throw the bet. <laughs> For a couple of weeks, I bought it, and then I had like a job or something. And then when I first finally got back, oh, I rode a couple of days, but it was one weekend. I, I rode... I might have rode out to Reed High. What what happened? Did you sun scare yourself like on it? Nah, the sun felt like it was like one foot above my head. Like it was right there. Just ugh. I ain't like it. I ain't like none of that shit. Yeah. Uh, I opened it up one day on the Beltway Eight. I was doing some real. And I, I made it through all that. I said, "Yeah, I got another way to die." <laughs> Two wheels ain't nothing around me. Sun beating me up. It, I, I was having a bad day. Yeah, there's no air conditioning shit. on a motorcycle. And no air conditioning in H-Time neither. Not in the summer. <laughs> yeah, you set, you set a traffic light, and, and that could change your whole mind right there in like five minutes. Yeah. <laughs> you, you can't hide. I'm just sitting out. I'm cool. I had a hundred shadows, you know what I'm saying? It was all chromed out too, so it was nice. See, you come look at me, I'm sweating bullets, and I'm dying right here. I'm like, man. But there was that period of time where, like, everybody we worked with started to buy motorcycles. Like, it just caught fire, you know. And and I think Donald had to be the trendsetter with the motorcycle. And then everybody would start, like, on break times and stuff. Everybody would take turns riding his motorcycle. And I remember you getting on it. I was I was worried about you. And then, uh, obviously, I was reminded that you're, like, the best natural athlete that's ever existed. So you're, like, riding this motorcycle. Like, I don't know. I don't know personally, but in my mind, you had no experience on a motorcycle. But then you just get on it and ride it like somebody who's been riding a motorcycle for 10 years. The most time of my life for that day. I just, <laughs> I was like, damn, I'm finna fuck this. I'm finna fuck your shit up. <laughs> I'm finna learn right now, though, fuck it. <laughs> 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 he crazy for even letting me off. He knew I ain't never rode a bike. Bad. Did I made it after that. I was like, oh, yeah, I can do this shit. You remember that one time in uh, Hawaii that you jumped over a picnic table just from a standing jump. Yeah, them boots. <laughs> and yeah, that's right. You had on those slide on boots. <laughs> yeah, man, we fresh out of work. You took me over there to uh hey your boy, he was cool as fuck. That's right. That's right. So and yeah. and you had had several beers. No he can't <laughs> oh my god oh and i was like man i've I, seen this dude jump on top of a hose pallet that's what like five feet tall like a standing jump man that was back in the days i'm old now man i'll be i'll be scared to think about jumping like that now but you said you still get a sprint race in now and again right uh oh look a couple of years ago, 
I, I raced this little youngster. He was like a, a senior in high school, but he was fast. Yeah, so, you know, he, he, he beat me. He beat me. And I ain't just want to go out like the old legends, you know, just you got to beat me, beat me, beat me, beat me. After that, I kind of hummed my shoes up. I had a pretty, you know, I, I I went out with a decent record though, you know what I'm saying? Uh, yeah. I mean, you had young legs. You had to be like, I bet you beat like ninety eight out of a hundred people. Yeah, I'm probably about like that. Yeah, I just I used to kill them up there and stuff. Oh, I used to kill them. But you you would lift you would lift weights, but you weren't training like that. You know, I hate the cardio too. With the with the the chicken legs, man, you skip leg day. Chicken leg day, listen, it's genetics. You can look at all my my uncles. All all the motherfuckers got these little bit of leg. I'm really mad at them. I'm like, damn. So just just today, I, I just come up out there. My legs still trembling right now as I walk around. I did me some. Oh, now I got my knees. They kind of yeah. But anyway, I did me some press, some curls and stitches. You know, it was leg day. I like it. You didn't skip leg, leg day. Hey, I, I didn't hear you. I didn't hear you say you were doing calf raises. Oh yeah, yeah. I bust these calves up. You know what? I've been trying to. I do calves like every other day, even when it ain't leg day. I just stop in there. Do me a few cab raises, man. <laughs> it don't matter what I do to me, but look, Scott Southall, uh, oh, sorry, Scott he used to tell me, Scott used to tell me, man, hey, see, let me put some implants. I'm like, man, I ain't got no fucking calf implants. <laughs> I, think, I think he saw that shit on, uh, what, Entourage? <laughs> that show Entourage. He's like, hey, he did an Entourage, man, you can do it. And I'm like, hey, man, look, I'm just, I'm just leaving my lid. Hey, they stay skinny. Look, Scott, you know, you know, it's that other leg that's here, you know. Uh, got no pl- complaints about that one. <laughs> <laughs> hey, but still, like, it wasn't as if you weren't winning races and doing, like, uh, record jumps, too. Yeah, but see, look, I hoop, so. And I used to, like, dunk on a lot of people because they would look at my leg and think I had nothing, right, or else. I, I kind of got a big upper body, so that be you know I catch people slipping all the time. They ain't know no better. I always had some, like some crazy hops. Man, so jumping on them hose pallets and shit. That was yeah. I say fuck it. I could just hit uh, all these new people that coming through. Let them get them a check or two. And then y'all want to gamble? <laughs> 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 you know, every, every other week I might make me. A- Three four hundred extra dollars just off of racing and jumping on hold, but you know, I was I was watching the Michael Jordan um, documentary, the the Last Dance, and they were talking about him yeah. him gambling with like, um, is like Scottie Pippen was talking about they were playing cards on the bus, and they were gambling like a dollar, two dollars, whatever, and Michael Jordan be in the back of the bus gambling, and once he cleaned everybody out. He'd come to the front of the bus, and they'd be like, you don't want to play with us. We're gambling for a dollar or two dollars. And he was like, they they said the biggest thing was he just wanted to say, I got some of your money in my pocket. There you go. That's mm-hmm. that's you right there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's it. He want all the money. 
When, when when's the last time you dunked a basketball? Ooh, like last year. Ooh. But look. Oh, I went. Hold on, I went and hooped. Uh, I'm lying. I went and hooped. Uh, about two months ago, and I dunked, but I missed it. Yeah. But that's it, though. I got one. I got one jump. That's it. <laughs> it's like, you just gotta prove that that's it's it. possible, like once a year. One jump, and after that, I ain't good for nothing else. I'm walking, passing the ball. I'm, I'm really done playing. But I got that one real hard jump. <laughs> so look, I'm back in the gym. I'm, I'm doing me a lot more cardio right now. So about about two months, I'm gonna be ready to give give that jump up. I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna see what I got. I'll let you know. <laughs> cardio. I'm not used to hearing this from you. Oh, now, Bob, shit. Hey, listen, because, you know, I still got to keep my stamina up, man. You know, I still like to fuck real hard, so, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got to keep the longevity in the machine. Seriously. (laughs) (laughs) The... But, uh, you know, another thing, I remember when we first, me and Reed wanted to work out, like like college workouts, right? He wants to pump some iron. And uh, you came in there, laid down on the bench, and you're benching like 325 pounds without doing bench press in like years. <clears throat> That's all I could do. Y'all want to start doing all that old other shit. Yeah, I would. I was weaker than uh, creek water when it come to that. <laughs> yeah, I, I could bench and I can curl, and that's it. <laughs> but you got into it, though. You started working out with yeah, us for a I, while, I got, there. Oh, yeah. We worked out for a minute. See, really, to y'all move. I, f- I feel like that was the last time that I super consistently just, like, lifted weights. Like, I've done CrossFit off and on. Uh, after that, but that's that's the last time that I was like really consistent and focused on just pumping iron and like bodybuilding or or powerlifting type exercise. But you maintained yeah, all that I'm size. For all. Really. You what? Avoid that crossfit. I'm really uh, kind of intrigued about it right now. Uh, like different ways, but I be needing to do some more, you know what I'm saying, like more intense shit, you know what I mean? Yeah, that's that's intense, that's for sure. And it's it's interesting, like I don't know, it just sets the perfect stage for even if even if you were just trying to come in there and check a workout off the bot like off the off the to do list, like man, I, I get going in the CrossFit class and like somebody's trying to really sling some weight like on a clean and jerk and I'm like, okay. I'm gonna have to push it. You know, it's it's just an easy way to push yourself harder than than you would have otherwise done. Yeah, and I don't that that's the stuff I don't do, cleans and jerks and shit like that. I don't that I don't do that. Oh, but you I, totally I, I do grinds. I do thrusts. I do a lot of grinds, a lot of thrusts. Uh, <laughs> you know, <laughs> pumps. Yeah. <laughs> A lot of you. Well, you got to keep the stamina for the pumping. 
what was the old uh, skin? The old what? You know the old side, like we coming off the cliff skin. Oh, the <laughs> long jump. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was hilarious. I, 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 man, you have so many good sags. The, I forget what, um, I forget when, what context you said to somebody, uh, Oh, that's inappropriate. I shouldn't say it. <laughs> inappropriate, you definitely should say it. <laughs> Man, there's uh, there there there's things that you've said and Mike Moorhead that have said that still like ring out in my head, even though I probably haven't heard you say them or him say them in in ten years. If you, you knew better, you do better. Baddest motherfucker. Baddest motherfucker. Conroe, Texas. <laughs> Hurricane party. <laughs> oh, yeah. That was, that was wild. Yeah. <laughs> hey, that was crazy, man. We saw that wreck. They had that wreck in front of me and you. We riding. Oh, my goodness. And you were like. Yeah, right uh, there on John. Yeah, you were like, uh, we need to go. Uh, keep going, bro. You're like, oh, man. We need to stop now. Go. <laughs> we need to get the fuck out of here. Man, that, that, I think that happened, I had been with the company like a month, and we had that hurricane, and we were off work for like two weeks. I remember we came and we swept up the leaves and the pine straw and stuff that, that came from the hurricane, and then we were off work like two weeks, and the only place that had air conditioning in our part of Houston was the bars. That was two weeks without no lights, no air, man. That was bad. <laughs> yeah, that was bad. That was, yeah, that was bad. We all stayed off West Road. It was cool. We were kicking it every day. <laughs> man, those were days. When I think about how much money that we spent as young young men who – like, all we had to do was go to work at, like, 6 a.m., get off at 2 p.m., and then, like, what else were we going to do? Go shoot pool, drink buckets of beer, talk shit, solve the problems of the world. That was hectic. I used to leave and go get some pussy, though. Don't forget, I used to dip on y'all. <laughs> yeah, I'm going, I'm going to get some ice, guys. I'll be right back. Okay, Caesar, we'll see you on Monday. <laughs> Man, I'll never forget that. Hey, but, but now, now I know because I'm getting older too, and now I'll use your trick. I'll be like, "All right, guys, uh, let me run to the store real quick and grab some ice." Yeah, and then I'm like, uh, "It would feel real good just to like s- stop partying and lay down in my bed and like sleep now." This ain't gonna end. See, that was your problem, boy. You ain't want shit to end. Now let's uh, let's talk about you now, cause. Uh, how many motherfucking nights we done worked 13 hours night shift came in and you riding together and uh, you want to sit up and talk to, to Joel them or whoever running night shift for another hour then we got like an hour ride to the room or something <laughs> yes see that's why it's, yeah. that's why it's good for me to have a podcast because I'm just really interested in people 
and I, I could talk, 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 like see how you look at the world, ask your opinion on stuff, think about that, pose you some new questions, catch up about some of the stories from back in the day, like the stories that made us who we are, you know, made our team who we are. So like, it's always so fascinating to me, just like talking to people and seeing their perspective. So yeah, that's why the podcast works good, but that's why, yeah, not everybody likes that. <laughs> Some people want to finish that. work that and get the fuck the out of there. Huh? <laughs> you ain't giving a damn about no perception then. Then you be one of the like, oh, we on the way to the road. Let's just stop at the bar. Just one beer, see? Oh, yeah. Nah, just, but just one. Just, just one. one. Just one. You throwing signs to the way. <laughs> this, this, this guy don't never end, man. <laughs> we got to go to work in about five hours, bro. Hey, and if I have another beer show up before you're done with the current one, you're like, okay, it's just one more. But see, so the South Africans do that too. You know, they'll be like, okay, okay, this is the last one. We'll call it the ABF, the Absolute Bloody Final. And then we'll have that beer, and they're like, okay, okay, just let's have one for the road, and that'll be it. And then you have that one, and then they're like, okay, okay, one for the gutter. Well, So there's the ABF, then there's one for the road, then there's one for the gutter. All of a sudden, it's like, then you gain some momentum. And you're like, fuck it, let's have a few more. Okay, we're here now. Yeah. <laughs> Man, so many, so many good stories, so many adventures, and 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 so much change in all these years. Stop. The the stories really don't stop. <laughs> Man, let's wrap the podcast up and we'll shoot the shit for a minute afterwards. I appreciate you being on the podcast, man. man we need no, we, we need we, to get some really Caesar words. We need to get some Caesar words of wisdom. Why, why don't you leave us with some parting words, like like you like back in the day? Oh man, what's, yeah. What's your life advice? Yeah. Keep on pushing. Don't stop, man. Listen, if you knew better, you knew better. Cheers.